Hello everyone and welcome to the show. It's wonderful to be here on a Friday morning when we record in Luxembourg. I hope you've all had a wonderful week. I've had a rather busy week. I've been over to London for a very interesting conference and then back here for another conference. So yeah, it's been it's been a busy week, but I'm very, very happy to be here in my Luxembourg home. So in the studio today, things are getting very exciting at RTL headquarters. We've got lots of boxes coming in, lots of things going on underneath our feet right now because it is, of course, election weekend and myself and Sasha who's joining me in the studio we will be covering elections here on Sunday evening 8pm till midnight and we would love to have your questions we'd love you to take part and be with us to keep us company uh, socially sending in your ideas and questions for people we can nab from downstairs but of course Guy Weber is also in the studio he's director of news here at RTL and I know Guy you're going to tell us a little bit more about what's going on and we also have Dr. Elizabeth John in the studio, who is team leader and founder of the Science Teens Lab. So we'll talk about the 10 year anniversary of your lab as well. But Guy, I know you are a very busy man right now and we know why. It's election weekend. How many elections have you uh, seen and been at the helm of? This is going to be number 19 for me. I started my career as a journalist in 1988. So since then, uh, I covered... 19 elections. Uh, well, I'm, I'm talking about local elections, national elections, uh, and European elections. So it's not going to be the first time, but every time when it's election Sunday, it's like the first time. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's excited. The whole team is working uh, really hard uh, to get you informed about everything that's going on uh, during these elections and this election, this time, it's going to be very tight. It's close, that's isn't what, it? That's we what think. we really expect. Yeah. And we have polls. We have pollsters. Yeah. Um, and you were explaining to me the other day, in fact, they're a German pollster company, yeah. but they're also super busy because they've got their own elections back in Germany. They have two two elections in uh, back in Germany. Uh, so major elections. Uh, well, our if, if, ours even, is a major election yeah, as well. <laughs> if, if, even bigger, even bigger than ours, uh, because it's Bavaria and in Hessen, so it's a really huge elections also in in Germany. But they also work for us. Mm. Uh, we hope because everything uh, depends on the projections that we're going to get from them. Yeah. Uh, in Luxembourg, we don't have exit polls, uh, so they have a different system to. Uh, build up their projections and we really depend on that uh, because for us if you have a show we start on television at 7 uh, p.m on sunday uh, in luxembourgish and uh, so we really depend on these projections because we uh, want to tell something about what's going on how do they get their projections Oh, that, that's that's pretty hard to explain, <laughs> but uh, they have... We can cope, we can cope yeah. with it. We're used <laughs> they, to hard things. They have, no, no, they have uh, different people in the election offices and they, uh, they're going to tell them where, once they have the results. So they have some, uh, some different election offices and they build up their projections uh, out of them. So they're, they're like uh, selected ones. Mm-hmm. And for them, uh, they could be relevant... And so they also adapt the the projections uh, during 
uh, the the election night. And just to say to people who are watching us or listening to us and people who will hopefully get involved either watching in Luxembourgish <laughs> on RTL, which you'll be or in charge listen of, to your show. or listening and watching us <laughs> on RTL Play and listening to our show uh, in English. <laughs> um, tell us what's going to happen because really RTL becomes the headquarters yep. and we have all of the politicians in their bases up until when the results come in and then everybody comes here. Normally, that's what we expect. So um, all the candidates are invited to this place. So I guess that most of them, they stay at their parties uh, for, well, let's say till uh, till they see that there is something to say. And then they show up, uh, uh, show up at uh, RTL headquarters. In your experience, if the results are a little bit lower than they were anticipating, do they still show up? It's hard to say. I talked to the major candidates and they told me that they're going to show up really late. Mm. If I look back to 2018, we had really the results at around 11 p.m. Yeah. And because it's it's going to be a close uh, close election, so I expect that they show up really at around 10, maybe 10.30. And uh, that doesn't mean that they're going to say something before before 10 uh, because well the the luxembourgish uh, electoral system is is pretty uh, complicated I, <laughs> i'd like to pause on that <laughs> yeah so for anybody listening internationally i know we have listeners internationally <laughs> just bear with us this might be interesting to you um, luxembourg is not a, an enormous country but no. we do have an election system and it's based on four parts of the country. So just give us an explanation. I know we, we've yeah. briefly touched on this before, Sasha, but... So we have four, four parts of the country. So we have the eastern part, northern part, uh, southern part and the central part. In the, uh, the, 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 smallest, the smallest part of the country is the eastern part. So you have seven seats in the national chamber, which is, where you have 60 seats. Then you have the northern part with nine seats. And uh, the central part, you have 21 and in the southern part, 23. And this is to reflect the population. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so then also, just to give our listeners, uh, anybody who's quite new to Luxembourg, and in fact, I, I have had, I must say thank you, Prash, for emailing me. People are messaging me to say that they're really grateful for our election coverage because a lot of people don't know yeah. about the system. So give us a brief overview of the, dare I say, the main parties. Uh, well, we have for this election, uh, just you have to know that you have 12 different parties, uh, which is a lot. Mm. The main parties are the four parties who will run to uh, have the prime minister. So you don't vote for the prime minister. I, I mean, that's uh, to, to make it clear, you vote for uh, your candidates who will represent yourself in uh, the national chamber or national parliament. In the area that you live in. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you can't, I mean, if you live in the southern part of the country, you can't vote for three of the main candidates mm -hmm. because they yeah. run in the central part of the country, which is in a way quite strange mm. because, I mean, uh, it, it, it all it's all about uh, somebody who will have the keys of the country for the next five years, but you can't vote for them because if you don't live in the right uh, part... Uh, w w something which is really new that uh, one of the main candidates from the Socialist Party, Paulette Lehnert, is running in the eastern part, which is the smallest part mm. of the country. And uh, so that's one of the main 
uh, main parties. Then you have the Christian Socialist Party, the Liberals and the Greens. And you have some, well, I wouldn't say minor parties because uh, there's one big question mark about the pirates. Yeah. Uh, in the polls, they could end up uh, with five or six seats. If you have five or six seats, you might be, even in the next government, you might be in a coalition. So it's not a minor party. Uh, but mainly you have the four big parties, Christian Socialist Party, which will be the strongest party again. I mean, that's that's no news. They have been the major party in Luxembourg uh, since Second uh, World War. But they haven't been in government for they the last two in, It doesn't mean that even if you have the strongest party, doesn't mean that you end up in the government. Mm. Uh, we had that for the uh, for the last 10 years, for the last two elections, 2013 and 2018. Up to then, it was only the question in Luxembourg, who is going to be the coalition partner of the Christian Socialist Party? So either Socialist Party or the Liberal Party. So there was never a suspense. From 2013 on, uh, you had this, this coalition, um, the, the three parties, um, Socialists, Liberals and the Greens. So they made the coalition against the biggest party in, in Luxembourg. And they renewed the coalition in 2018. So they left uh, the Christian Socialists out of the government. Mm. Uh, that was a big, big issue in 2013. Was even also a big issue in 2018 because, uh, and they still say Christian Socialist Party, okay, we're the strongest party, we should form a government or at least uh, have the initiative. Mm -hmm. But... Even on Sunday, if the three parties, if they have a majority, you have to have 31 seats in the national parliament, they can go on. Is there really a big difference between the main parties? I mean, they're all in the centre. Mm -hmm. So it's not a really a huge difference. Uh, I mean, also, if you consider this campaign, uh, if, you, if you take all the issues, I mean, the biggest issues in, in, in Luxembourg is housing, Sometimes it's uh, mobility, because that's a big issue, but it's a big issue for cross-border uh, working force. Mm -hmm. It's a big issue for some Luxembourgers, but it's mainly for the workforce coming uh, from Germany, from France and from, from Belgium. And housing is, is really the big issue. But, I mean, for the main parties, no, nobody has really the, the receipt to solve the problem. No, that's why it's a, an issue. It's an <laughs> it, issue it because is. it's a really complicated it's a, problem. It's, it's a complicated problem and nobody ha really has the key to to solve the problem. And, but uh, you have covered uh, in your debates yeah. on RTL, you've covered with the, the main four parties, yeah. you've had lots of discussions and you've yeah. gone through them one by one. So can yeah. you just give us a summary? <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot here, but give us a summary of what they've said. Because we had, uh, well, I'm responsible for radio television and internet yeah. for the news part. Uh, so we had a coverage more than 25 hours during the five weeks. And I'm not talking about the news, I'm just talking about all the debates that we had, 25 hours. Uh, it's very hard to say, to sum up the 25 hours. Yeah. But uh, if I take one of the main debates we had last uh, Tuesday on, on television, which was interesting because we had the four main candidates from the four main parties. And so we should say who they are. You, uh, it's, yeah, so the Christian Lennart. Socialist Party with Luke Frieden, mm -hmm. uh, the Socialist Party with uh, Paulette Lennart, uh, then Sam Tosson, 
for for the Greens and the Prime Minister uh, Xavier Biddle for the Liberal uh, Liberal Party. So it was for the first time we had a debate to women to men. Mm. Might be an issue during this uh, uh, election because it's going to be for the first time that you had. Uh, that you might have a female prime minister in Luxembourg, which mm. would be a revolution. Yeah. For Luxembourg, it's, um, I mean, you had that in, in several countries. Uh, you had it already, you never had it in, in, in Luxembourg. So that will be an interesting issue as well. But uh, difficult to say, sum up, um, who won the debate? Uh, there was uh, one in the print. You, you read an article in the uh, in the Tageblatt, which is one of the main papers in, in Luxembourg. And they made a listing, and they said Sam Tansov for the Greens won the debate. Then Paulette Lennart, uh, then Xavier Buttel, and in the last last place, Luke Frieden for the Christian Social, uh, Socialist Party. And on what terms? Winning on what terms? Um, I mean. <clears throat> During the debates, you okay. You look at the issues. You look if you are um, if you give the impression that you somebody that you a trustful person. Um, well, you have to say that uh, of course there was also a debate about uh, what would that mean if there is a, fi- a female uh, prime minister. Of course, Sam Tonson and Paulette Leonard they had some arguments, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Xavier Bittel didn't agree on the arguments. Because uh, he said, I mean, it's important to vote a program and not if you're male or female. Mm. And um, so I guess it's just a feeling. I, I mean, that's what the journalist said who wrote the article. Um, on, the, on the issues, she was convincing, or the two women were very convincing. It might also be that... You know Xavier Bittel for a long time. You know Luke Frieden also for a long time. He has been in politics, then he left politics for the last 10 years. So he was not an op- opposition leader for the Christian Socialist Party and he's coming back. So mm. he's not somebody who is really unknown. So it's for Paulette Lynn, she's pretty new in politics. Uh, she was, uh, I mean, sh- she got really famous in Luxembourg during the COVID crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was... Um, the, I mean, the two years of the COVID crisis, you had the impression that Paulette Leonard, she was trustful. Uh, and I'm not making a campaign for Paulette Leonard. <laughs> misunderstand. I'm just, I'm just, You're just explaining up, the view. The view. No, no, we understand. She's, she's pretty new. She's a new face in politics. And uh, sometimes people, they tend to uh, have uh, some, let's say, they, they favor maybe or somebody is in favor because he's pretty new. And they want to change. They want some. Sometimes people want so, to change, and sometimes people want what they know and somebody with a long history in politics. So that, but but actually, what you're explaining to me yeah. is um, what Luke Frieden said to me. Actually, it, yeah. it, people vote for a person. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes and very frequently, often above yeah. Yeah. the program or the politics, yeah. they're voting. You, you've said yeah. it numerous times. Yeah. Are they trustworthy? Yeah. Do I trust the person? Yeah. Do I trust what they're saying? Do I yeah. like the person? Yeah. Exactly. Um, how they come across? So really, television. This yeah. is why television debates are so strong. We've seen yeah. it in the US and yeah. the UK, everywhere. Um, are they convincing? And, and it's that, that, uh, that is why the leader is yeah. so important. So you've discussed a lot of the things, you know, the big issues. What about taxation is the only place uh, where I think there are some differences. There are some differences on taxation, but um, I mean, uh, for the electors, I don't know if it's going to be the 
big difference because people say, okay, lowering taxes, which Luke Frieden asked for the Christian Socialist Party, will that be the case? Mm. He says so. That's the campaign. Yeah. So you lower the taxes for everyone. Mm. People say, okay, it will be the first time <laughs> that you have this. So uh, uh, I, well, that's the campaign of the Christian Socialist yeah. Party. If they are right, we're going to see that on mm. uh, October the 8th. Uh, and just give us then the numbers that they would need in order to um, form a government. That's that's the big issue. Mm. Difficult to say. If uh, I mean, normally the Christian Socialist Party they have above twenty seats. They had uh, once in nineteen ninety nine when uh, Jean Claude Juncker was still prime minister. They had, they were at the lowest part with nineteen. So that was more than twenty years ago. If they have more than 20 seats, they have a big chance to form the new government because then a coalition with one other partner will be possible. Mm. If they have less than 20 seats, if they have just 17, 16 seats, uh, which would be a, a big blow for, for the party, then it's going to be difficult to form a government with one other party. So, um, I mean, if they come out to be really not only the strongest party, but also uh, more than 20 seats. Uh, that's what they would need to form the new, uh, the new government. But, uh, but I, I would say normally the Liberals and the Socialist Party, uh, they, while well, in the projections, they are around between 11 and 13 seats. And uh, in the last 10 years, they didn't make more than 13 seats. Mm. So it's easy if you add up. I mean, if if yeah. the Christian so Socialist Party only have 17 seats, it's going to be difficult to form a, a government with one party. Mm -hmm. And the other ones, if the Socialists and the Liberals, they have each 13 seats, they just need one partner with six and they form a government with three. So they could continue with, uh, with the Green Party if they happen to have six seats. They had nine last time. Yeah. Difficult. I know it's... And who, if... CSV were able to form a coalition with another partner. Yeah. Apparently, Xavier Bettel has come out and said, uh, we don't want to work with them. Um, with, with whom? Well, the CSV, the coalition. Ah, okay. I mean, who I mean, would they be most likely to form a coalition with? The, the CSV? Yeah. Also difficult to say. You know, everything that is said during the campaign can change. On, on, on Sunday. <laughs> It's not worth anything okay. anymore. I mean, so everything we're talking about, they're yeah. very close to each yeah, other. They are. That's what I uh, and yeah. the discussion with the with the candidates. I mean, the off discussions with the candidates. You say, okay, there's nothing that could prevent you to, uh, in, in doing a coalition with one other party. Mm. Uh, the most likely, it, it depends on really on the uh, uh, on the result. Depends on the result because on the program you can always find uh, agree on on the on the main terms I, yeah. I don't i don't think that um it's impossible to form a government between the csv the socialists the csv and the liberals everything is possible which is highly unlikely that it's going to be csv and green mm -hmm. because uh they, they don't uh, won't have 31 seats together probably not Mm. Now, we know in Luxembourg that uh, it's uh, only people with um, the nationality can vote, yeah. uh, citizenship, of course, and must vote, compulsory mm -hmm. voting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we know how many new voters there are? 
That's that's a good question. So uh, I, I don't have figures with me, but uh, there are a lot of new voters, of course. But I don't have figure. I can't. I can't yeah. tell you. Okay, cause I have we, to check. We were, I have to check it. Yeah. I saw that um, in January. I mean, I don't yeah. know how how um, yeah. these figures now upped up, but that there were seventy thousand new or people who took a Luxembourg nationality as a second yeah. nationality. So okay. it must be around that. Okay. But um, but obviously, but it's no. still only fifty percent of the population that are voting. Yeah, that's isn't true. It? That's true. Yeah, that's a big issue. But uh, since the referendum of two thousand fifteen. Um, I I think that the major parties they won't address the issue anymore. Well, they I bring up that question when I have them in yeah. here, and they kind of all say they they will bring yeah. it up at mm. some point. They never okay. say when, of course. Okay, so we check, nice we check after if that's going to be after the yeah. election. If that's going to be a big issue. Well, the issue is with that uh, referendum. Who votes in the referendum? You know, yeah, <laughs> it's <course>. like a, <laughs> it's course, a and, and problem. To, you have to say that the referendum took place in 2015. Yeah. So you had two years of a new coalition, which never happened happened in Luxembourg before in Luxembourgish history. So you had three parties forming a government against the Christian Socialist Party, which is which was at that time also the strongest the strongest party. So did after two years were people really voting for the issues because they had, you had three different questions or uh, were they voting against the government? Yeah. Well, we know all about that, don't we? We've seen enough in European yeah. news and global news, in fact, to see that there's a... Yeah, so so what should we look at? Tell us about the coverage that people can expect this weekend then. So we start on radio, well, Luxembourgish radio at uh, four o'clock uh, in uh, Luxembourgish television at uh, seven and uh, probably it's going to take us till midnight yeah. uh, at least. And of course, if anyone wants to watch in English, they can listen and watch yeah. us here as well okay. from 8 p.m. Yeah. yeah. From 8 from eight, uh, 8 p.m. till midnight. Then, yeah. Uh, I guess also till midnight. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then after midnight, we might have a glass of Cremant to celebrate <laughs> whatever <laughs> happens. <laughs> but can I just ask, you're not likely yeah. to have a, a concrete result on Sunday night, are you? So isn't it that a coalition no. talks I, will start then straight mm, away on the Monday? We or? It, no, we had it on Tuesday. Everything is possible. Right. So, okay. In 2013, the same night, coalition stood. 2018, the coalition stood uh, right after the show in uh, on television. Uh, Xavier Bittel and the main uh, leaders of the Socialist and the Green Party, they met and they agreed to continue. Mm. So that was on Sunday night. So... Uh, that's possible if it's going to be the three, if they continue, that could be possible that they agree on terms already on uh, on Sunday night. If it's going to be between two parties because, well, they have to check who's going to be prime minister. <laughs> so that's going to be an issue. And uh, so I guess it's not going to be on Sunday night. I guess that we're going to have a result on Sunday night. Um, a result that you can discuss on, but... I mean, it's always possible to have a coalition um, between the major parties. That's possible. But only if they continue with the three, then you might have a coalition already on Sunday night. That's possible. It happened in 2013. It happened in 2018. Why not in 2023? But... It depends, of course, of, uh, on the result and the result also on the Christian of the Christian Socialist Party. If they are strong enough, 
to form a new government, then it might take us a longer time. It would, uh, of course, the government will be in place uh, at around uh, in December. And we should say also, actually, on the DP, the Liberal Party, um, Xavier Bettel and Eureka Bacchus are both running as uh, leaders of the party, yeah. um, you know, in, in you know, parallel um, together. So she could almost become prime minister, perhaps, as well. It is possible. I never thought about that. But uh, I, I guess if the Liberals will be in the next government, if they're the strongest party and they form the government, that Xavier Bettel probably will stay Prime Minister. Yeah, but we don't know. I can feel your excitement, though. Are you excited about the weekend? Of, yeah, of course, because <laughs> it's going to be a long Sunday. Oh, yes. But it's very exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting also for our team because, uh, I mean, half of the team, they never uh, covered an election. And uh, so for them as well, it's going to be exciting. For me as well. I mean, even if it's number 19, it's still exciting because it's such a close, uh, close election. Yeah. Which we didn't just had in 2013 and 2018. And uh, in 2018, I remember well that it really, a decision came at 11 o'clock. We'll we'll be here. Government, yeah. And well, uh, it, it, might, it might be later on. And time. we'll be sharing, <laughs> not fighting for, we will be sharing guests. <laughs> <laughs> try your best. Yeah, we will. We'll try our best. Of course we will. Absolutely. Actually, one point that you brought up, Sasha, in the notes is that um, there are not, there doesn't seem to me much conversation on foreign policy. No. That's, that's the one thing I not really noticed. I watched the debate. I thought it was not super interesting not because it was very... No civilised, you know, compared to other countries uh, where we're from. And um, so I was very impressed by that. But I thought no one is addressing Ukraine. I mean, are there any different opinions on like assistance to Ukraine? But it's it's not a a big issue. Yeah, because it's an EU issue. Is that why? Between the major parties, there is not a big difference in the views on, on, uh, on the war or on foreign policies. Uh, there might be smaller parties who have a different view. If you take the Communist Party or if the Freedom Party or ADR, they might have a different view. But it's it's not a relevant topic in uh, Luxembourgish uh, elections because anyway, what do you want to change as Luxembourg? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, in a way, foreign policy is very important because we're so course. close to the borders that we, yeah, and we have course. a lot of cross-border workers but, here. I mean. The, uh, we, we are a member of the European Union. Yeah. I mean, uh, what would we do without the European Union? Laws are set from on high. Yeah. Sort of, sort of, but I am surprised, sorry to say yeah. this, mm. but, in, but issues like migration. In yeah. every other yeah. EU country, sure. migration is the absolute hot potato. Yes. Um, and here we but, also have issues with migration. Yeah, that, that's true. But we always handled the problem in a relative relatively proper way and did you see any uh, migrant boats uh, on the Moselle? <laughs> no, fair okay, enough so it would <laughs> but be a, we do it would get be a, we get a lot of migrants here for example That's true which, but it, it would be a, 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 another issue It's okay. not Lampedusa so yeah, uh, it would be lucky. really a different issue if yeah. you would be because um, it's uh, some, sometimes it's it's an issue but mainly we we coped with the situation so, and integrated very well, I think, you know, thinking about the schooling. That's always difficult to say because uh, the, the integration we, we have, and, and that's maybe also a point which uh, differs from, from uh, other countries. Um, 
we don't have this really aggressive right-wing parties in Luxembourg. We had that in the 90s. There was also a party uh, which got, I think, uh, 3% of the votes, and that was it. That was a national party. Uh, and and now we don't have this, like the AfD in, in Germany, or we don't have uh, the Front National in France. You don't have this kind of uh, parties which would address migration, but that's for them, even for them, wouldn't be the issue and to convince um, the electors. I'm, I mean, it's the voters. It's, mm-hmm. um, uh, well, I, I would say should be happy to, to to have such a situation, but it's also due to the fact that uh, most of the Luxembourgers, I'm not talking about the whole country, but most of the Luxembourgers, uh, they are feel really comfortable in living in Luxembourg. Uh, and you have this big difference be- between people who live here and people who are vote mm-hmm. are voting. So that that's a big difference for Maine, for the for the voters in Luxembourg. Um, even housing, seventy percent of the people are um, they own uh, their own house. So might not be the big issue. It might be the issue for other uh, for people well, that, who are that, living here. That's a really big problem (laughs) for us looking in from the outside. I mean, I know you can vote, Sasha, um, and you can probably... Okay, right. No, no, I can't vote either yet. <clears throat> I need to learn Luxembourgish. Um, but the point is that what are huge topics for half of the country, at least yeah. half the country, yeah. are not the election issues. Mm. Anyway, that mm, is yeah. that yeah. is a slightly difficult situation. We, we've also got this lovely app now that I've had a little play with called Smart VLAN. Have you had a go on mm. that? I have, I have, um, and it's available in all languages. So for yes. people who can't follow the campaigns in Luxembourgish, I, th- I thought that was a, a good alternative to put in what what a, you know what I, you I would choose. That very I enjoy doing it exactly. Came out with a slightly strange result. From yes, me too. I agree. I, agree. Oh, yeah. I did it, of course, like yeah. uh, most of the people, but uh, the result was really strange. <laughs> yeah, my result was um, somebody I'd never heard of before. Oh, which yeah. is fine yeah. because that's not necessarily surprising. <laughs> I don't know everybody in the system, um, but but um, I, I liked the idea that it, it sets you through um, different questions, different topics, and then you have to think who do you align with. Uh, I thought it was a very good uh, game, <laughs> a very good game to yeah. give you ideas of who you might want to vote for if you can vote. So, Guy, thank you so much for your time. You're Good luck. We'll all be for here you. together over the for weekend. You too, for you too. Yes, we'll be here and with our pots of tea and bottles and of caramel. I'm, I'm really, uh, okay, we're going to see after the elections if really all the issues that you would like to address, if even if the parties say, oh, we will address it after the elections, if that will be the case, would be a big surprise. Mm. Because after the elections, I think mainly they're interested in having uh a coalition and and uh, getting people into uh, the different uh, the different seats and that that's going to be their main main issue. If in the near future you're going to have a referendum again about uh, if everybody who lives in Luxembourg or who is taxpayer mm, is going to vote, because we are taxpayers, that's the thing. Yeah, Cross border. Uh, workforce are also taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they yeah. don't live here, and uh, but they, they are taxpayers. There's all sorts of complications. That's good, but yeah. it, it's it, it's really an issue about democracy in uh, in Luxembourg. If it's still 
the 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 the, the parliament is still a reflection of the of the country of the people who live here big issue if somebody is going to address it i don't know well we can talk about it that's for sure we can Absolutely. at least talk. we, we we'll have do the that power. for the next five years <laughs> yeah for the next five years you have we can something talk. To talk. <laughs> I, i don't think that it's going to be a major issue after the elections but maybe in the next five years who knows well Guy, thank you very much welcome, i know you're so. running off to your desk now but yeah. we, we appreciate your time hugely thank you thank you enjoy Sunday night oh we will we'll enjoy it one way or the other we'll have fun yeah Uh, and and have a good sleep on Monday (laughs) thanks bye Guy bye bye The Lisa Burke Show well, Sasha and Elizabeth, do join us as well. We, we that was interesting uh, having the the Luxembourg point of view on um, on what's coming up, and also someone who has uh, seen so many elections. Yes. I didn't realise he'd seen nineteen elections. I, that is amazing. I had a so, chat with him, a real expert. Yeah, no, he told me that, and he said, yeah, no, all sorts of different elections. But you can feel in him the energy that you know for a news person, this is the most exciting weekend ever. You know, it's you know whatever happens, and we can feel it in the building. I know you literally walked through a maze, Elizabeth, to get up. <laughs> here because we've got all of the equipment coming in and it's always um I was going to use the word party <laughs> it's it's um well it's a, an extremely exciting atmosphere right here in the building for everybody it's electrifying you were here last the last yeah. elections weren't you I was I was and uh, when I knew a lot less <laughs> because it's not just the politicians we must say that's in the building but we have a lot of the people who are leaders in one industry or another in the building who um you know, really carry weight from um, an industry point of view or, uh, or other perspectives as well, educational points of view. So they have a, a real, you know, stake in what happens politically, you know, not, not as lobbyists, but it affects their industry greatly. So um, it's going to be very exciting. We just, we're not quite sure yet how we're going to fill the first three hours. <laughs> When all of the major politicians don't come in until after 11 o'clock. But uh, we will do our best. We're quite good at chatting. We can't get sick. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it talking. We but, will. Uh, we yeah, when, when Guy just said, um, you know, there are no exit polls, I sort of, yes. my heart sort of sank. I thought, oh, OK, so we really, you know. Don't know. Because Luxembourg know. is, again, quite unique in the voting that you have to vote by two o'clock. Um, mm. You know, I, I sort of assumed we would have some pretty good ideas by You'd the time think we go on air. At least some of them might be able to But count. we might not know much. Yes, so it's very exciting. Lots of speculation. <laughs> lots of speculation and a, a fairly blank script at the moment let's put it that way but let's look at uh, I know we always have a little look back at the news and I know it's always you know heavy with elections right now but we've gone through some of those but um, but you have some lovely other stories here and we should broaden it out you mentioned actually on the notes as well that we haven't spoken much about foreign issues and for our listeners who are <laughs> very international um, you know one of the big stories this week has been around what's happening with Ukraine and other elections going on across Europe. Yes, I very much felt that all, all the, everything that's gone on um, is a reflection of Ukraine and, and affects Ukraine. Mm. Um, you know, so, so the US throwing out the House Speaker and having this budget chaos. By uh, his own party. By his, yes, exactly. Um, 
this has huge reparations for um, for for Ukraine if they don't get this second tranche of aid. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars that have been promised to Ukraine. So you know that that on the one hand, then we've had the Slovakia elections where a more populist and quite pro-Putin uh, leader has been Robert Fisco has been um, elected. Um, Slovakia is a very small country, but it is the first. EU country that has elected someone really quite pro-Putin. So mm. that's a little bit scary. Mm. Uh, you know, we've also got Hungary, which has a very controversial attitude to to Russia. I shouldn't say controversial, more of a complicated um, attitude to Russia. And then we've got the Polish elections coming up. And again, they, they're, they're, that's coming up on the 15th of October. And again, all eyes are towards their relationship with Ukraine because, again, it's quite a populist party that's in power and wants to keep power. And there's anti-Ukraine rhetoric going on. And that's, again, very strange for a country that was so pro-Ukraine, was one of the big helpers at the beginning of the war. Yeah, I remember the images of all the pushchairs being lined up at the border of all of these Polish women helping the the Ukrainian refugees coming across. I mean, on the, on the good side, you know, the there's an EU summit going on today on Friday mm-hmm. and there was this EPC meeting in Granada in southern Spain yesterday, yeah. which is the sort of uh, e- European countries and including Ukraine. So Zelensky was in Granada and the EU as a whole are saying, you know, we will stick together and aid will continue to come because, of course, this is being closely watched by Russia. Mm. You know, if, if there are... Dis- uh, distractions or disagreements in the alliance, you, we know it will be used. And of course, you know, winter is coming and this, this war is really t- tough. And I think we, we, as it goes on, we kind of make it nor- we, normal. Mm. So it's, we're less shocked in the West, I think, than we were a year ago. I mean, only yesterday there was a, a missile strike, you know, on a funeral wake in Ukraine, which killed 51 people. And it just doesn't shock as much as it did, you know, this time last year. So, um, you know, we've, I think we've got to keep thinking about Ukraine, especially as winter approaches. Yeah, yeah, winter. And, uh, you know, I remember my father telling me many, many years ago about how uh, weather can have a severe influence on uh, situations like this. Um, in the past, of course, we know those stories. But I was actually at a Defence and Space conference this week in London and um, learned lots. And it saddens me the words we use around these situations sometimes. We use um, words have such power and, you know... um, <laughs> I, I I'm very aware that we all come from a certain cultural background. We all are lucky to be here in Luxembourg. We've all grown up. All three of us here in the studio have grown up feeling safe <laughs> to a point, and not expecting things like this to happen. Well, I didn't anyway. In our lifetime, we thought we were on a trajectory towards peace, and then things seem to have tipped again. And then I'm looking at all of the stuff that's going on in space and the words that are using this word adversary, which are, you know, it's such a loaded word, that word adversary, we need to be mindful of adversaries, da 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 da. And what's going on up there and war is not just fought with weather, you know, we're coming into winter, as you said, it, it's not about, you know, the money going in for various armory that's required on the ground necessarily. It's also fought in space and cyber attacks and, you know, things in space affect everything. They affect the output we're making right now. It affects financial transactions. It affects just so much. And we rely on space more than I think most people think about on a daily basis. But 
I um, what can we? Oh yes, let's move to a lighter story. <laughs> and we have we have the perfect lighter story here. You're going to talk bed bugs, aren't you? No. Well, oh. we have that. Okay, let's do bed bugs. No, I was thinking of Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sweet campaign yeah. in Luxembourg. This is when, yes, away from war and saving the baby deer. Um, so there's a saving Bambi project <laughs> that was introduced last year because, of course, the farmers' mowers um, are going at the same time as baby fawns are, are born in the spring. And um, so there's been this very special project to save individual and they've saved over a lot. 200 yeah 250 was it 258 uh, exactly 258 yeah. so i thought that was a sweet it was a pilot project but it will now in six communes and it will be rolled out nationwide yeah it's really really sweet and actually elizabeth actually i must introduce you formally now that, that we've done the political stuff let me so dr elizabeth john she's team leader at the scientines lab which she founded in october 2013 and uh, you've seen so many students. We'll get to how many come through your doors. You give them the opportunity to work in a real lab doing really proper science and you have all sorts of creative weeks like Cancer Week, for example. Um, I know that uh, I think it was just recently you've had more than 3,000 high school students uh, per year in Luxembourg and from abroad. And in 2015, you received the FNR Award for Outstanding Promotion of Science to the Public. And I'm bringing you into the conversation at this point because we're going to stick with the animal theme. I know you're back is actually molecular biology and human biology. But I, I think you probably know a lot about animals too. So we do have, you You alluded to the bed bug story. Well, everyone's been talking about it all week. Um, maybe, maybe you know, we're on morning shows, so it really appeals to us. But Are you trying to it, get people out of bed very quickly? Yes, exactly. There are bed bugs <laughs> and they're spreading. Well, they're spreading across France mm. and... Um, it's such a it's such a big story that it, it has forced the French government to sort of say no panic. Um, you know, we, it is safe to come to Paris for the rugby fans who are currently going all around France for the Rugby World Cup and for, very importantly for next year's Olympics. Because bed bugs have been spotted not just in hotels but on the metro and <laughs> on, on trains. Yeah, and so. They don't want tourists to be put off by the scourge of bedbugs. Apparently, they, they have increased and there's a lot of reporting on them. And of course, you know, lots of close-ups of bedbugs. They're so quite nasty. We're all frightened that you... We never you like can, a close-up of an insect no, at all. And also worrying. that you could... That, of course, tourists would come and bring it back. So... It, I remember years ago, this was the same thing with New York, you know, go to New York and then in your suitcase. Yeah, I remember that. That was the first time I kind of became conscious as an adult that, you know, bed bugs can be present in all sorts of fabric seating. And uh, yeah, anyway, and and we have another, we have another, you know, a story we cover annually here. We like very much at RTL today. Fat Bear Week. You've, I don't know if you've heard of it, um, and it's a it's quite brain, fun. brainchild of someone who works in an Alaskan national park, Katmai National Park, it's called, mm-hmm. and um, they have put live cameras across the national park at this time of the year to see how much weight the bears put on before going into hibernation. There's great photos. And there's fantastic photos. So these rather skinny looking brown bears. And then, of course, you know, but they are salmon fishing with mm-hmm. 
huge, you know, huge amounts. Yeah. And um, in order to get fat for hibernation, but they've made it into a competition. So the bears have names or numbers <laughs> and it's who and pe- the public can vote for it. Now, you wouldn't believe that last year, 10 million people watched this live feed. That's, that's like... <laughs> That's like a, a rugby World Cup in a different way, isn't it? I just love it. I love this so much. This is much more my kind of TV. Absolutely. And now we're all personally invested because our lovely colleague Meredith has assigned a bear to each of us. Um, I, don't, I don't have a bear. Do you not have a bear? No. You have got a bear. Do I? I you have. You oh, just haven't seen it yet. I need to see my bear. I know you've got a bear. But I didn't choose my bear. No. I, I love it I anyway. I didn't choose mine. Mine is uh, an old bear with really bad teeth and bad breath called Otis. So I'm a bit upset. I, I wanted one. <laughs> one of the mummy bears that was kind of vicious and uh, protective. Protective, But, you know, there you go. You, you can't choose which bear you're going to oh, get. Okay. Um, and so this is the this is the big voting week. Right. To yes. see who can put on the most poundage. So you see, along with election coverage, we do a range of stories here at Today Radio and we just like to balance it with a bit of light humour as well. We need it. We need it. We, need we it. really do. So next week, along with our new coalition or whatever will happen election wise, we will have the results of this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, Sasha, thank you. Thank you. And thank My you, Elizabeth, pleasure. for being here and uh, wading through all of this election coverage. But we're here for a very, very special reason. It's the 10 year anniversary of something that you created. So tell us about your initial initiation of this, the idea, the initial idea and how Scientine's Lab came to be, because I know personally it's it's a great lab. It's something I truly believe in and it gives uh, students the opportunity to have an environment where you would never get this at school. Exactly. And that, that's, uh, also, first of all, thank you that I can be here a and pleasure. talk about my, uh, yeah, my, my project. A kind of, it's, yeah, it's a hard project, which, yeah, I really love. And, uh, yeah, we will continue for the next 10 years. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. So uh, I started uh, actually 11 years ago because I thought it's uh, important to bring to show the kids what research is about to bring it along because it's something which I cannot see in their daily life and um, it was a bit when I had to decide what <clears throat> what to do after school I was always in between becoming a teacher or becoming a scientist we've done both I have done both now <laughs> yes <laughs> this, this, but this came step by step and for me it was difficult to say what is a researcher's a researcher doing because I had none in my family who is a researcher mm-hmm. and it's kind of a profession which you cannot find on, on the street no? like a bakery shop or a, a medical doctor. It's quite mm-hmm. hidden. It's yeah. quite hidden. It is hidden. Yeah. And I wanted to make that more open and um, I was inspired when I went to a scientific conference. They also had talks about outreach. Yeah. It was the years of 2012 in Dublin. And at the oh, end, <laughs> that's good to hear. That yeah. makes me happy. I didn't know Dublin was, you know, a real, you know, a trigger point for that you. Was, that was really my trigger point because um, there were a lot of uh, people who also talked about outreach. They had little sessions and I mainly went to these sessions at the end. And yeah, when I left Dublin, I thought, okay, could we have a student lab in Luxembourg? And uh, during my time as a PhD student, I worked already on that idea. 
Yeah. So I made little test runs to see if it would be accepted by kids and uh, by the teachers. And then uh, together with a colleague of mine, we applied for funding. And after I finished my PhD, one month later, I started the Scientine's Lab. So you did the perfect thing. You did the science, <laughs> you did the research, and now you're matching the research with the students. Mm -hmm. And you've had so many. I mean, I've got some um, almost a thousand interactive work shops you've had over 14,000 pupils through do those doors and, and you keep adding new features so I mean really for anybody living in Luxembourg it, it's only open to people in Luxembourg not just though but you've had international people too yeah yeah so um our main also I yeah. call it customers our yeah. main customers are coming from Luxembourg but we are open to the greater region and we have regular classes from France for example um, we have 30% of our math workshops are booked from France and we even teach those in English because the teachers want us to teach in English so my team that's that's the advantage of Luxembourg um, most of them speak all of the four languages and um, so we can teach in all the languages and we even have sometimes uh, or each year we have a class which is coming from an airbase uh, also from US airbase in but it's, it's situated in Stuttgart in Germany wow. so um, so we welcome everyone it's not we don't um, ex exclude and uh, this is kind of one future aim I have that we want to attract a bit more to create a region yeah. but until also kind of sometimes we are lacking a bit of capacity um, for example in biology we are sold out for the next school year so almost everything is booked we might have a uh, few spots here and there and um, yeah we just have to see if we have enough capacity it sounds like you need more and people to, to you need more <laughs> more space more you need space more, more teachers people. and then you'll be filled over and over mm. but that's a great sign that yeah. people really want to try this out and who can apply then does it come directly from the schools or can students apply on their own so we have different uh, opportunities so our core business until now is that the teacher books a workshop and brings his school class then to the different disciplines biology math physics computer science and sustainability chemistry chemistry <laughs> chemistry we don't have uh, we don't have no. um, simply because <laughs> so the activities we offer are always linked to the research at the university yeah and then at the university we don't have chemical research yes it's a such. big lack it's a big <laughs> hole there i find lisa i see a job opportunity a side hustle for you oh god i don't so, think i man managed to keep my house not alone and set up his chemistry lab but anyway <laughs> we have a few research groups who need um chemistry yes. in their research yes. like in uh, physics and solar cells uh, uh, but, and uh, biologists and biologists <laughs> yeah we also need always also, no, but we don't have a core research uh, in chemistry. So we focus yet. on this yet. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Um, yeah, so this is what the, the teachers, they can book workshops for the whole class. And it's also a bit of idea, you know, to bring kids in contact with research, with re research who would not naturally come to us. Yeah. But especially they can also discover, wow, that's maybe, also maybe some discover this is a word for me. We have some statements like, ooh, I didn't know that it's so interesting to, to work with a pipette, for example, in, in biology. And, and some really consider afterwards to go forward in this direction. So it's meant for all, also the ones who are first a bit uh, 
shy to to try it out. Yeah, and that's a really great thing because, you know, um, everybody can have a chance and you mentioned the word shy there. I know all sorts of personalities and some shyer people, more timid people love research because they feel like they can really develop their personality in a different way uh, through research. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I didn't really know research was a thing before I ended up kind of like (laughs) going slightly down that route. Um, You know, it's it's an actual job. You can be a researcher. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I didn't. I wasn't, I never met one in my Mm. entire teen life. So you're really opening up that. And you've got new additions. You have a new IT platform. Exactly. So that's that's what I also want to mention. This is then also for individual um, kids with a bit emphasis on girls we have here because um, yeah, in, in our day, also in the, let's say in Europe or the Western world, we are still lacking a lot of women in IT. But I have to say, I also learned myself that IT is a really creative environment. I didn't know it before, I have to be honest. And I have a great team member who is leading that part. And uh, this is meant for for people just to, for teens, also adults. I tried to to, to tutorials myself (laughs) because I'm not the IT expert. And it's just to discover what is IT? Can I do it myself? Um, I I managed to to program a little robot and was really proud of myself. So it's to to motivate the people to dig into it, to get an idea. And it's online platform everyone can do it either via the mobile phone or laptop from home but then we also have online sessions where my team member is answering questions we have some role models um, who talk especially women who talk about okay how how is it to to be an IT expert and and what are they doing so it's really to encourage um, uh, the teens to dig into computer science not everyone needs to be now a researcher in that field but uh, you know we all have our phone we want to to make sure that it's not a black box um, yeah we need to understand a little bit about we we ought to have like you know at least a peripheral knowledge of what's going on in what we use in our daily lives and I know for Easter you've got um, a cancer Research Academy. Yes, so that's came as um, the academy itself came out of the need that many kids want to do internships mm. in research. But um, we have a limited capacity in our research groups. So we developed the Scientines Academies. And one of them um, is the Cancer Academy, uh, where we talk a bit about how it how it develops. Uh, the kids learn to know how to, to handle cells, how to grow them, and to identify genes that are involved in, in, in cancer. And it's quite well accepted. We did a pilot run was that. And uh, that's the, the, our third academy. Yeah, we tell us hard, you've got the sustainable. Two, two we have a sustainability one, which is um, yeah, amazing. I have to say, we have also expert. We invite experts um, to this academy who talk about uh, the challenges around sustainability. And uh, it's not just from university, also from other institutes like LIST. So, um, and the kids do experiments themselves. And I have to say the kids, also here the kids apply individual for those academies. Um, so from all over Luxembourg or even from the from the greater region, they come for, for one week more or less. And those kids, they're really clever. Uh, they explained me things where I thought, whoa, as over 16 or 17 years, I was not at this this level. But they are really interested in the topic and they asked the, the researchers and the professors questions. Uh, really, they, they 
point into the problem, you know. And it's so nice to to work also with those individuals. And uh, some, you know, uh, first day they're quite shy and unknown. And then after five, six, seven days, they do an excellent presentation. So it's nice to see what um, the kids can do if they are a bit challenged but on the same time we also give them a bit freedom to discover things on on their own and so you build their confidence yeah in, in yeah, the it's, sense it's, that it's not just knowledge no yeah and you're giving them the time and the space i mean the great thing about what you're providing for these young people is that uh, not only the idea of you, what research actually would be like if one was to go down that path. It is an internship placement. Uh, you're also giving them a flavour of um, lab time that is really difficult for a teacher to have in a school timetable. It's yeah. really, really difficult to have that. So um, I think what you're doing is amazing. I know you've got your uh, anniversary, 10-year birthday party next week. So we wish you a wonderful time there. Thanks uh, a lot. Uh, have you any final thoughts, Sasha? I, I I was just thinking that this sounds you make it sound so exciting um, like such an opportunity and you're obviously the right kind of person to talk to teenagers that kind of enthusiasm um, I, I don't think anything like that was ever an offer for us when we were at school so I think it's amazing No I had to find my own internships I mean it's been I know your children have now you know you, you've driven them literally to university and things I'm having to begin to think about this for my eldest and I, I suddenly thought oh my gosh it's quite hard work um, doing all of this and thinking about it and um, there's a lot of preparation there so to get this opportunity to think about what one might go on to study it's it's such a wonderful stepping stone towards at least giving um, a young adult the opportunity to think right I do like this or I don't like this. That's that's the point for, for all the disciplines um, that they see it that they get an idea if they like it or not. Some say, wow, I didn't know that it's so exciting. Others also say, well, I did expect something else. Mm -hmm. no? Also with trying computer science, it's, 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 a, it's a try. Not say no, but try it like a new food. You try it, you see if you like it, you see if you want to go on. And it's also kind of knowledge and awareness creation. It is, Like yeah. we talk about AI, for example, It's an important part and we also want to create knowledge that we have at the end people that elect um, and but that they can elect knowledge based not uh, yeah because of some fake news but really because they have the knowledge they understand it and they take their their um, their own decisions and that's another important part part uh, career orientation but also knowledge also around sustainability yeah. climate change that they understand it to learn how to learn as my physics teacher told me many many years ago god bless his soul now um he said people go to university to learn how to learn and i thought that was such a wonderful thing and and it's true getting the information learning how to distill that information to sieve it through i mean i kind of think that's what we do we get a lot of information from different sources we have to filter it in our own brains try to make our brains work as well as they possibly can and then express it simply. and then express it yeah but i was thinking the other thing that i think is wonderful about this is that we always tell children try things try yes. this try that and then see if you like it but i don't know whether this is easier in germany or in france when you go to university but in england this is a very expensive mistake to make uh, if you go <laughs> to university to start studying mm. something and then say actually it's not for me so i think it's wonderful to try these things out earlier yeah to, to know it beforehand and and then yeah and also 
in biology there are so many different categories to know do I study molecular biology or rather something around plants um, or, or animals, animals yeah? which is the theme so of it, today it's really, it's really different and, and it's good um, uh, to, to know it yes uh, or do I go down the research route or the medicine route or various other so there's so many or, or the veterinary mixture. yeah there's so many different so. tests We've run out of time. We've had a very packed show this week. <laughs> Stay with us. We're going to have lots coming up this weekend. We wish you a wonderful celebration next week. To all Thanks of our lot. listeners mm -hmm. and our viewers, we're going to be back. I mean, our weekend is not over yet, Sasha. No, it's exciting. It's, it's exciting. Our first election. Yes. So program. I hope I press all the correct buttons. You see, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to continue to uh, improve my IT skills here so I don't uh, let anything and none of the balls drop. Um, but we are very excited and we will do our best to get But, uh, whoever will come up, everybody is welcome to come up. Well, not everybody. Uh, <laughs> we will try to get good people up Pretty to the studio. Pretty much everybody. Up to the studio uh, here, Studio 4 at RTL on a Sunday night. And we are very excited to see what happens then. Thank you all so much for being a part of our show. Mm -hmm.